When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's the Next Level Living Podcast, Whoa. y'all. Number one podcast yeah. amongst anybody who likes podcasts. I mean, it's your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Hey, it's uh-huh. that type of podcast, <laughs> y'all. And we back, y'all. I'm Mike Moss, man, and I got some special people with me today. Yeah. Jeremy, I'm starting with you today. How you feeling, man? I defer to Crystal. That's crazy, because I just said I'm starting with you today. <laughs> we know, lady. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Yeah. Forget it. Stated. I'm gonna take you back to '91. Mm, ladies first, ladies first. Okay. Ain't no one, none of our listeners gonna catch that, Bruh. But, but take them back though. Tell them what happened don't in '91. John trying to make me sound old, bro. '91 is wild. You were born there. You <laughs> were around. Uh, I was crazy. around, but I wasn't making my own decision. No, 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 no. Back in the, uh, no back in the day uh, though. '91. If somebody would have been like, yeah, back in '76, I'd have felt like, dang, that's that's a wild. You know what I'd have felt? Nothing. Because I was moving in my pops. Chris, how you feeling, cuz? <laughs> it was just me and a lot of competition. I'm trying to see who's going to make it. Oh, my God. Oh, you made it. <laughs> yeah. you made it. My brothers and sisters ain't making it, but God did. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm here. All right. We're going to get to made it. To I'm feeling good. Good. I'm feeling ready. I'm I'm feeling energized. Oh, yeah. how, how are you feeling for real? Man, I'm I'm, I'm locked in. I, uh, I'm really excited about today's guest. Yeah. This is a dear friend and sister of mine. Um, but before I even get into all the hype and, and break it down, Chris, I know you got a little mm-hmm. update you want to share with us with our community. Yes. So our shout out today goes to Chris Singleton. Mm. 140K. Is it on me? Y'all, y'all got this? Because y'all need to hear it. Come on. Chris Singleton, 140K in one month. For sure. How many of y'all make 140K in one month? Beautiful. I mean, don't answer that, Beautiful. Jeremy. Ooh, raise your hand again, Dr. Darnia. Let's go. Our guest Sometimes I make it in a day. Oh, right. let's right. go. Shout out to you and Chris yeah. Singleton. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go, Chris. Like, and, what's go, up? Chris. Yes, and, and Chris has been going crazy. I remember when he joined the community when we first started the Speakers Academy. Mm. And um, and I remember what level he was at. And I was like, bro, what's a whole other level? And he, like a lot of people, had a hard time like really believing what was possible. And mm-hmm. I talked to him recently because um, he actually is going to be our first person that, that that clear in the community besides the coaches that clears seven figures a year speaking. Wow. And I remember talking to him and I was just like, bro, um, seven figure speakers don't take four figure gigs. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like everything now got to be five and up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, but you know, my wife is okay with me, you know, being on the road three, four days a week, I said, she's okay. She's allowing it. But I'm sure she mm. would prefer if you only left once or twice a week. Yeah. And so I even had to challenge him with his success. Like, it's a whole other level to go to. Mm. But super proud of him. He's super coachable. He's got a heart of gold. And he's like, bro, I'm not even really looking for more. He's like, Cause I'm 28 years old. That's hey. it? Oh, yeah. And he killing it. And so I'm like, I get it, but you can learn from me, bro. Like my wife told me in marriage counseling recently, she said, I'm I'm 10 years tired. 
She said 10 years tired. So I'm like, even though she's okay with it, mm. I'm sure she would prefer if you were home more. Yeah. Mm. And so I shared that with everybody to let you know it's always another level to it. But I'm wow. seeing the work that Chris has been putting in, his heart for people, his testimony. It's absolutely phenomenal. Proud of him. Yes. That's amazing. Y'all know who I'm proud of too, though? Talk to him. Our guest today. Oh, <laughs> I'm over here all teary-eyed, just thinking about Chris. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But she gonna give us the sauce. She said huh? she make that. She said she make 140k in a day. Sometimes. She oh yeah, gonna no, give she us gonna, the she sauce. Gonna, she gonna give you the sauce. She gonna give you the sauce. But let me just tell you before I even bring my gift out. Let me just tell you about Dr. Darnielle Jarvie Harmon. This is one of my favorite people in the world. She mm -hmm. came to my conference. Mm -hmm. 2021. 2021. She came. Peep game. Bought a ticket, just received the information, was blessed by it. God, mm -hmm. Is that a serious for to say? And at the end of the conference, she there was a line. And I just felt God was like, yo, people flew in from all over. They want to talk. Like, take the time. Even though it's been a full three-day conference, connect with everybody. I connect with every single person that mm -hmm. wanted to meet, talk, pray, take a pic, whatever. Yeah. She waited. And people kept coming. She just let them go in front of her. She was the last one. Wow. And not only did she pour into me, but then she gave me some game and insight on how our events can be even more mm. successful in the future. Mm -hmm. And I was so impressed by her and her gift and her heart and her anointing that we brought her in and brought her and hired her as a consultant wow. for when we do future events. Like she is a force to be reckoned with. Y'all need to send me an email and thank me for this special guest we have today. Put your hands together. I think Prince can like mix in the applause for Dr. <laughs> Daniel Joby Yes. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, good to so see you. Excited. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. Yes. Seriously. And you come with gifts. I come with gifts. Mm. All right, so I'm going to open it up here. Move to Millions, yes. the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO hmm. with grace and ease instead of the hustle and the grind. Mm. Y'all don't hear me, though. Listen, Listen. No, no, no. We're going to talk about yes. that. Yes. Because I was listening it. to a sermon this morning from Dr. Um, Darius Daniels. And he was like, we got to be cautious of that, of that grind culture. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm not saying don't work hard. Yeah. But that idea of like, I've got to grind, it's all on me. It's almost like you, your own God. Yeah. And so I love the fact that you like, you have the proven framework, not the mm -hmm. framework, the not the idea, framework. not something I'm trying to figure out. It's proven framework proven. to become a million dollar CEO with grace and ease without the hustle wow. and the grind. We 40 million dollar CEOs deep in a couple of years Come on. of just focusing Jeez. on the framework on. and just helping people to shift out of what we are all taught. I mean, just for us in this room right now, how many of us were raised to believe you got to work hard for money? What? Right? For sure. Both my hands and my feet up. <laughs> and I used to think if I made money and I wasn't working hard, something was wrong. Mm. And so I would do more work just to be able to feel good about, the, about money. the money. Wow. Until I learned how to shift the way I see myself, the way I see God, which therefore changes the way I see money, and realize that it's truly alignment that is what brings it all into you. Mm. There you go. And so that's what this is really all about and helping people to understand the most important thing is what I call the softer side of entrepreneurship. Okay. It's not the strategy because everybody right now got strategies. Mm. But if you look at the statistics, the average business or actually not even the average, 89.19% of businesses are not making six figures a year. Mm. If we look just at coaches, the average coach only makes $30,000 a year. So it ain't the strategy. It's mm. not your marketing and your sales game. 
it's that alignment, it's that forgiveness, it's mm. that surrender. Talk to mm. us. That we really have to get together in order to be able to walk into that abundant birthright that God really desires for us. Dr. Darnielle, I'm not going to cut you off for long, <laughs> but I just want to give Jeremy a quick shout out too. Okay. And I apologize. I got to work on this too. Come on. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I want a, that. I just, yeah. I just got the update. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm okay. failing, but I'm going to do better. Only because I want the best for you. Exactly. And I know you love me. For sure. I got to do, <laughs> I gotta do better, for sure. But listen, like, I just want to give you a shout out, Jay real quick yeah. because Dr. Darnielle's about to show our next levelers proof of what you've been saying all this time. Mm. You said forgiveness is what unlocked it. Mm -hmm. You said surrender mm -hmm. is what unlocked mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And we've been hearing it for the last two years. Jeremy's been very transparent about his journey, mm. but now you're about to back it up with the receipts mm. of how it can mm. look for us. Because a lot of times people put Jeremy on such a high level that it's hard to bring him back down and be like, well, how can I see myself as Jeremy, as Jeremy was. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing how you connect all of those things and seeing how the softer side of it looks and how we get there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all in the word. Like, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite scriptures and stories mm -hmm. to tell is out of Mark 11. Okay. 20 through 26, Jesus and the disciples are walking to Bethany. Okay. He sees the fig tree. He wants a fig newton. The tree is not producing. So he, what does he do? He curses the tree. Mm -hmm. They keep on their journey. The next day they're walking back and the disciples are blown away because literally the tree that Jesus cursed is dead. Wow. They can't believe it. Jesus sees that as a teachable moment. He stops what he's doing. And he's like, listen, I'm about, this is the Darnell version mm -hmm. of the Bible, mm -hmm. by the way. Go yeah. ahead and fact check if you want, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm telling you this is the way it went. Let's go. So he's like, I see a moment that's teachable. Mm -hmm. So let me break this thing down for you. Let's you go. can tell any mountain to move mm. if you do four things. You got to believe it. Mm. You got to not doubt it. Mm. You got to speak to it. And then you got to forgive. Mm. Forgiveness is what unlocks mm. the flowage of your fundage. If you want to make millions, because I believe that we came here uh -uh, at millions. Uh -uh. Okay. We're not doing that. We got to end We got to Did she say forgiveness was the flowage? Yeah, so forgiveness unlocks the flowage of your fundage. Like, you will, your money will start flowing gosh. when you do your forgiveness work. Can you forgive yourself and direct to Mike right now? Please. Please. My God. Because we seconds into the episode. We got us with forgiveness. Mike. Please speak directly yes. to Mike. Talk to me. Yes. <laughs> so forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. It's so that nothing separates you from everything that it is that God desires for you. Hmm. We got to let it go. And here's the thing, Mike. You don't ever have to call them and say, I forgive you. Talk to me. Okay. Do that work. Get a journal. I have a forgiveness journal. I run mm. the forgiveness protocol. Shout out to Bruce and Tony Hebel. They're mm. the authors of Forgiving Forward. Okay. We love this book so much, we give it to every new client who comes into our wow. community because we know that forgiveness is the key. Wow. And so I have a journal. And every Sunday, I run the forgiveness protocol. Mm. So if someone cut me off on the road, mm. if I'm mad because a client's payment didn't go through, mm. if my husband says something I didn't like, if I did something to myself and made mm. a casual covenant, mm. it all goes in the journal. Wow. And then I run the protocol. And the protocol is simply acknowledge who you need to forgive, figure out why you need to forgive them, and then go through the process of forgiving. Now, no one goes to bed a blunder and wakes up a wonder. So it is not going to be as simple as I forgive you once. <laughs> there have been people that I have run through this protocol 367 days. Thank you. Before wow. there was a release. Wow. Dr. Darnie, I just want to let you know you just saved me. Yes. Because... I thought I was the problem because I know I've genuinely forgiven people and stuff has triggered me and come mm -hmm. back up. And I'm like, why am I having to go through this again with yes. the same name, with the same person? Mm -hmm. 
why am I struggling to forgive them after I've already genuinely forgiven them? Yeah. I, I have to continue doing it. You have work to continue to do it. Praise it's a God. journey. Right. And forgiveness is locked in your body. Yeah. So there are statistics that show that something crazy, like maybe 68 or 70% of cancer is tied to unforgiveness. Wow. So our bodies are, I mean, this is how much God loves yeah. us. Mm. That who we are, we are our own CPU. Our Anything that ails us, we can cure ourselves just by often doing the softer work and not the other things. That's mm. why holistic medicine is, although, you know, there are some people who don't like it, don't believe in it. But that's why it works, because God designed us to be able to cure everything that's wrong with us. Mm. <laughs> and yet, whoever did whatever they did, they did it. And, and nine times out of ten, they didn't even know that they were doing it to the point that it would cause whatever it yeah. was causing you. Yeah. They off living their best life, and you're bound because you can't let it go. That's why I say forgiveness is for you. Mm. And it is a personal act. It is not something you have to ever declare to anyone else. Because often, when we tell people we forgive them, they don't understand the significance. They're over it. They don't understand why we're not over it. And then they end up pissing us off all over again. Yeah. Right. right? And it creates another trigger. And so it's internal work. And what I've learned is that every time I do it, starting with myself, I'm always the first person on my own list mm. for the things that I did, the the launches that didn't go right, the whatever, like whatever right. it is, my hair didn't come out right, whatever. I always make sure mm -hmm. that I stay in the space of forgiveness. And even when I'm upset, even when I don't like the behavior that someone displayed, while I might choose not to forget, I forgive for me, not for them. Because mm. it's not worth it. I'm like Lorenz Tate from Love Jones. Okay. Y'all remember when him and Nina got back together and they went out and did the stepper set, right? I remember They came Nina. back to the house. He wanted to handle his business. She asked him to sleep on the couch. His mm -hmm. words were, you don't have to save mine for later. I want mine right now. That's how I am with God. I want mm. mine right now. <laughs> and I don't want nothing stopping me from getting mine right now. Mm. So I'm willing to do the work because it's just not that important no matter what it is. And I'm willing to give myself the grace in the process because it's not going to often happen overnight. The more, the longer it's gone on and the more severe it is, the longer it's going to take to really release it, even though you might Say to the person or say to yourself, you know what? I forget. I forgive you, Mike. Mm -hmm. But then the next time I see you, something in my body triggers that tells me I haven't really forgiven. So I know I need to keep doing the work. Got yeah. you. It is going to take time, hmm. especially for those really deep hurts. Okay. But at, at every time you you think about like um a boulder in front in front of a cave. And we're trying to move the boulder in order. Well, maybe we're trying to move the boulder so Jesus can get out on the third day. Hmm. We could do that, right? <laughs> Every inch that we move that boulder, we get closer to the, the, the clarity, the space, and the freedom. Uh, okay. So we have to keep doing the work gotcha. so that eventually we'll experience the true freedom. But just the act of forgiveness is enough to set God in motion to release to us the things that we desire. See, see and, and what I love about everything you're saying, Doc, is it's all it's all backed by the Word of God. Absolutely. If we yeah. look at the story of Job, out of all Job went through, we so often we focus on how the enemy went to the upper realms and was just like, you know, and God was like, have you considered Job and all of that? But what we realize is that Job got his breakthrough. Yeah. The word of God says he forgave his friends mm. and prayed for yes. them. Those that was like, you must have seen, you must have did something and turned their back. When he forgave him and prayed for them, the Bible says then right. God healed him and he got mm -hmm. released and he got double. Mm. 
everything else yeah. that was taken away. So give mm-hmm. me the quote one more time. Your forgiveness will unlock the fluid of the, the flowage funding. of your funding. The flowage. I said <laughs> the fluid. Flowage the of your flowage funding. of yeah. your funding. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. And and it resonates with me. I don't know if I ever shared it with y'all give you the 30 second version, but I had a pastor that played me in the lobby of a hotel at for this Christian conference. And he act like he was speaking tongues over my life, mushing me in my forehead, and I was about to take my man out. Mm-hmm. And then I was like maybe th- four months out of the baptismal pool. Mm-hmm. So I still had some You was on the cross with Velcro. I was Ooh. on the cross with yeah, Velcro. I get like, it. I ain't about to be up here for long. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but God had me forgive him. Mm-hmm. And then God had me sit in the front row as he gave <laughs> the message that next day for the conference, and he preached the word of God. And God had me forgive him. And then God said, I don't want you to ever mention it to him because mm-hmm. this is about me and you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that 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 message of forgiveness is hard to hear. It is. But that's when we become most like Christ. Absolutely. So when we yeah. look at like God's like, I own all the thousand cat on a thousand hills. Like I own it all. Like, but we really want to be kingdom minded. And it's yeah. like, well, I have access to all of this, but you gotta also take on those same character traits. Yeah. And I mean, God says there's no good thing I will withhold oh. from you when you walk uprightly. Right. And part of that upright walk is your ability to forgive. <clears throat> and we just, that was just the opening. I love the Move to Millions paper, too. <laughs> the full branding. That's different. Uh, with the book. Woo! Yes. <laughs> that thing, crazy. Crazy. So there's God. a whole chapter in the book called uh, Move to Millions Forgiveness. And wow. so it really walks through what you have to do, the, the practices that you need to look into in order to be able to truly walk that thing out. Now I'm yeah. about to. I, I was. We almost are doing our audience a disservice because mm-hmm. we got to tell the whole story. Okay. Because from my understanding, you didn't grow up with super wealthy parents mm-hmm. in a mansion, <laughs> silver spoon in your mouth, college already covered and paid for by the time you was five. That wasn't Absolutely. the case, right? You ain't. You know. You ain't always been a multi multi millionaire. Can you kind of let the people know? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we got humble beginnings just like them? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm born to drug-addicted, turn-crack-addicted parents, on, born in on. the projects of Wilmington, Come Delaware. Um, what seven, seven brothers and sisters on my mom's side. Wow. Four on my dad's side, or three on my dad's side. They share three. Um, the only of my mother's children to graduate from high school Wow. Go to college. I have an MBA and an honorary PhD. Come on. Um, on my dad's side, my brother, who will be with us at the conference, here, um, is you know my other sibling. We that is also a millionaire. That we're really breaking generational curses. We believe that legacy is financial. Praise God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was hard. My mom went to jail when I was eight, mm. and I made a decision at ten. That I wanted to use words to change of lives of uh, change the lives of others, and that I wanted to be a philanthropist. And so this year, we are celebrating the opening, the starting of the Incredible One Foundation. Mm-hmm. Our mission is to serve the children of incarcerated parents and to teach them entrepreneurship, wow. so that they have an opportunity to take a different path and not mm-hmm. follow in their family's footsteps. But you know, pro- like Project Living. But even though I was in the project, I was not of the project. Mm-hmm. I was very clear from a young age that I was different. My name, Darnielle, means the secret place where dreamers go to dream. Come on. And hey. I always knew that there was something different about me. I always knew that I was supposed to rise to another level. And I've become clear over the journey. I'm 47 now 
that you everything that I've gone through. I, right. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Right. I told myself I wouldn't <laughs> get too why. excited. I wasn't going to interrupt you. <laughs> but you're not 47. I am. You're November 16th, 1975. I promise. Wow. You. Yes. That's wow. that forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. no, no, right. right. no, for yeah. real. Yeah, unforgiveness yeah. can age you. Yeah, you know all the ailments in your body for no age. reason. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ah, really. And I mean, and and listen, started working in corporate America right out of college. Became a vice president in three years. Literally woke up one day in two thousand and four. I call it my Keith Sweat moment because mm-hmm. something just wasn't right, <laughs> and I decided to quit my job. I didn't know what I was going to do when I quit. I wow. started selling Mary Kay cosmetics. Became very successful. Got a pink Cadillac in five months. That's good. Did Mary Kay full-time for two years. And then I call it my Britney Spears moment. Mm. Oops. I did it again. I traded one desk for another. And so I decided that I was actually going to live the mandate that God gave me. And so I started Incredible One Enterprises. But I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And within 10 months, I was filing bankruptcy. Mm. Wow. I went back to work in order to avoid living in my car. I had a um, Mercedes 550 ML mm. that I traded in to get a Chevy Equinox. My dad worked at GM at the time because I could not afford. I was tired of hiding my car so that it wouldn't get repossessed because mm. I didn't understand money. Wow. I didn't understand it what it was. I didn't understand who I was. I didn't understand who he mm. is. And it showed up in that way in my life. The best thing that ever happened to me was filing bankruptcy and being forced by the bankruptcy trustee to take a financial literacy course. Mm. And that changed my life. God be working, working. And then I started to really read the word because the Bible talks about money 2,300 times. It talks about money more than heaven or hell. Wow. And it does it because God don't care about money and he don't care about money for you. I'm sorry, I got excited. Um, but he talks about money so much because he knows it's a separator. Mm. It's the thing that'll keep you from right relationship with him. Come on. So even when we talk about 1 Timothy 6 and 10, for the love of money is the root of all evil, right. for they that covet it after have erred from the faith and that is what causes them sorrow. It's because money has the propensity when you don't understand it and have a healthy respect for it mm. to turn you into someone you were never meant Ooh. to be. Jesus. Ooh. And it creates this crazy environment. What I love about verse 11 in 1 Timothy chapter 6 is it says, but you man of God, flee from that. Talking mm about not coveting after that behavior and erring from faith, but instead pursue righteousness and love. So love is mentioned twice, not because love of money is the problem. It's the amplification of what Uh happens when you don't understand money. And so who I was and who I was being at that point in time in my life was disruptive and destructive. Hmm. And so being forced to um, stabilize and, and gain a real understanding of God and what money is and how he sees it and why he talks about it so much, it changed the game for me. And once I did that, within three years, I had a million-dollar company, and within four years, I was a millionaire. Wow. And not, I mean, you you can be a millionaire in a lot of ways, but like liquid cash billionaire, not my house and right, my cars right, right, adding right, up right, to a right, million right. dollars. But that was just a change of your mindset, though. Change of mindset. Well, in... And honestly, it's crystal, just allowing God to get in. Yeah. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't, yeah, but God was never that. in me. Like I went, Ooh. I dusted my Bible off on Sunday and, and Wednesday. And, you know, the pastor could be like, everybody turn to Genesis. And I look, 
Like, where's Genesis? Right. Like, I didn't know. I was just going through the this motion. Ritual. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have my own relationship. It was because I was engaged to be married the first time in my 20s. And my ex, my first ex-fiance got an older woman in our church pregnant that I actually... Girl, listen, I got <laughs> stories for days, okay? Wow. Listen, I, I did not wake up like this. He tried I to give you a ring and give her that thing. Work. That's crazy. I'm not going to take y'all time, but we're going to have to talk offline. There's some stories. Yeah, so... But because of that incident with the bottom falling out of my life, I knew it wasn't God, even though it happened in the church. And so I decided at that point, I, I had to get to know him for myself because mm. it just didn't make sense. And what I realized is that that act, albeit intense and huge and dramatic, was exactly what he needed to do. I believe the definition of salvation is being snatched out of harm's way. Mm. Mm. And I didn't see the red flags and the signs, and I was going to marry that man and ruin my destiny. Mm. And so God had to snatch me out of harm's way. He had to do something dramatic to get my attention. Mm. And I believe that a lot of the things that we experience in life are dramatic because we ain't listening to God who's always speaking to us. Mm. Talking to ourselves. And so, right. And so I, I just decided that I was going to figure out who God was and who I was as a result of knowing who he was. And in going through the act of doing that, I started to watch the favor that had always been on my life really show out and become an example, Mm -hmm. become that, not just the influence, but also the receipts. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who have an anointing, but not everybody has the the results and the receipts of the anointing. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided to walk boldly into it and allow my life to be an example and an opportunity of what's possible when you allow yourself to really surrender mm. and and get into alignment with what it is that God has always seen for you. And it's all right there in the word. But 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 let, can we talk about that? Sure. Because I, I've come across when I look at people who are in the church and people who are not in the church, who claim to be believers and non-believers, Christians, non-Christians, there's this theme of, oh, I just I'll just get my riches in heaven or mm. or whatever God has for me or I'll just be okay with this. Like that's that spirit of just like, and I'm like, the yo, spirit that's of not, settling. That spirit of settling. So and let's you know, talk my, about where that comes from. Come on. Okay, so, you know, black people, African-American people in this country, we did not, we did not decide to take the Titanic to the, right. to the United States, that's right? That's a fact. Come so on. when we came here and we were given religion. Come on. We were given a religion that would make it okay for us to stay in bondage. Come on, come on, come on. And so there is a whole subset of religion right now in churches that still Mm -hmm. exist that are merely regurgitating the slave sermons that were permissible to allow them to stay bound without really understanding. They don't have, they don't understand the kairos of God. They're not experiencing the unction of the Holy Spirit. They're going through the ritualistic and methodotic um, things that must be done in order to say this is what you've done. Right. Gotcha. And so there's a lot of people who I think are afraid to really experience the fullness of God. Mm. And, and that's what we see a lot. And it's it's not, a, I can't speak that 100%, right? There's a lot of people who have come into the fullness and are rightly div- dividing the word and teaching us in a way that we can really walk into our birthright. But for, I, I believe that for as many of them are that are doing that, there are equally as many who aren't. Mm-hmm. And so that is why we are bound. I mean, I grew up, the the religion that was practiced as I was a child taught me that I was not deserving and I was not worth it. And I was taught to pray, I am unworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But the fact of the matter is, 
I might have been unworthy had it not been for Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. And had it not been for that, especially in Genesis, Genesis 1 and 26, God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. How in the world can I not be worthy if I was created in the image and likeness? Come on, talk about it. But but I was taught that. I was taught to pray, Lord, I'm not unworthy. Like there are songs that I used to bump to when I was unawake and unaware of who God is and what was really being downloaded subliminally into my mind that I can't sing along with anymore Mm. because the messages are contrary to what God really desires for me. Mm. But how many of us are just going through the motion and going to church on Sunday because that's what good Christians do instead of really recognizing that it ain't even, it ain't even the building. Hmm. We we having church right now. Yeah. Mm. Wherever two or more are gathered, there he's in the midst. We can, well, the Holy Spirit is right now, but we mm-hmm. can create an unction in the Spirit and all be laying out on the floor if we so desire. We won't because we're going to finish this episode. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and, and so a lot of us are just, we're living in what we were taught without questioning right. if mm. it is the truth. It, right. And that's a, that's a reason why a lot of people say they don't practice religion or like, you know, Christianity anymore is because it's a rules, rules that were set in place for right. slaves and people to be kept in bondage. But you're not saying the Christian, like they can use a, you can use the same book, but be liberated on the other side. And so you're saying that word is helping you to unlock all these millions and help other people do the same thing. Like, what were the steps and like what what happens for you to make that first move and what did you do to actually start making these millions? Yeah, so I love this question. So I think the first thing that I would tell anyone to do that I did is learn how to see yourself the way that God has always seen you. Mm. And so for those of you who have no idea what it means and if you're trying to go to a place in in the Bible to help you, I highly recommend Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians is the most edifying book in the Bible. Mm. The first chapter, if you just go through and look at all of the characteristics and adjectives that God mentions about who you are and write them down and just start speaking them over yourself, mm. right? Because the things that we speak about are the things that we bring about. We can change <laughs> anything through what we speak. Mm. Right. Our, the formations of this world came into be with let there be yeah. and there was, right? Mm. And be, be being your identity, right? What I love about the model of abundance, who must I be so that I can have what I desire to have and do what I desire yeah. to do, is all about being first, understanding yeah. your identity. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first step, is really getting clear about who you are. Once you understand who you are, you'll cease to get caught up in what other people want to label and define you as. Mm-hmm. And so it really does bring an, a moniker of freedom mm-hmm. to your ability to express yourself and to make decisions from your vision point and not your vantage point, really understanding who must you be. And so I started asking myself, because I've had this desire to make millions, to have millions, to create millions, to leave millions, to impact millions for longer than my movement of move to millions, which erected in 2020 as God dropped that in my spirit. And so the biggest difference was, you know, who who must I be? Mm -hmm. Who must I show up as? in order to create an environment for that to be the next logical step in my life. And so that's the first step. Um, So beyond going through the identity process and getting clear about who you are, then the next phase really comes into looking at the work that it is that you do, right? Who who are you here to serve? What is the problem that you can solve Mm -hmm. that other people are unsuccessful at solving on their own? They've tried, Mm -hmm. but they cannot get to the the solution, the result that they truly desire, that they pray for, that they write in their journals that's on their vision board, that they snot and cry over unless they get some support from someone like you. Mm -hmm. So recognizing and then 
owning that and then creating what is going to be your unique mechanism, your methodology or framework. Ours is called the Move to Millions Method that you will use in order to help people to experience that predictable result that you can make happen for them because you've done it so many times for yourself and for other people. And then as you lay that out, actually taking the action, right? The Bible says faith without works is dead. I believe we have to give God something to bless. And the Mm -hmm, way we do that is getting into movement, getting into action. That's why it's move to millions. I like that. Yeah. Because it's a journey, right? And the move stands for mastery, operational obedience, vision, and execution. Mm -hmm. Mm. So first we got to master some stuff. Then we got to be obedient Mm -hmm. and operate in obedience. Then we got to allow our vision to really shift the landscape of what it is that we're looking at. And then we got to execute. Right. We got to take some action. And if we do that in consistency, then we will arrive at the result. Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned something there, the vision point versus the vantage point. Mm -hmm. Most people are more so concerned about the vantage point when they go in. We're focused on where we are right now, but you'll never get there if you look at where you are, right? Mm -hmm. So even think about a GPS. Coming here today, I mean, of course, I didn't drive myself, but... If the driver didn't put the address, <laughs> yes. we'd be still at where he picked me up at trying mm. to figure out how to get to the mm. mountain mm. if it were not for us getting clear about the destination. And and so everything. So if you want to make millions, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 100 million, you got to. So who needs to be on your team? Mm-hmm. Right. So we're climbing to 10 millions. We're building the 10. We're actually building a 20 million dollar team right now. Because we're not going to make $10 million with the team that I have at my $3.5 million vantage point. Right. Mm. We're not getting there. So who do I need on my team? And am I, like I willing to invest at a level that brings my vision into view for me? Mm. So yeah. all of that is really important in what it is that we're going to do if we say we want to get <laughs> to million. Yeah. This is good. Sheesh. And, and I, I, I am such a supporter of this concept, this reality, um, because I know I know what good you can do in the world. Oh. But but I'm gonna ask you to address that because yeah. there are some people that's like, but I don't need millions, and they like I don't need much, and I got a pretty good life, and I take care of my family, and they might not necessarily say I don't need the abundance that God has for me, yeah. but they might feel like, hey, I'm I'm actually quite good. What would you say? Yeah, so that, two things come to mind first, and I'm not going to be able to give you the exact scripture, but the, but the word talks about that God would give you sufficiency. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different for everyone, mm-hmm. right? If, if I live in Mesopotamia, what I need to experience sufficiency, which is the ability to take care of myself, to take care of my family, to yeah. take care of my community and expand the, com- the kingdom is going to be completely different than if I live in LA. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, so that's the first thing. And then for me, I think when you first... Start making money when you understand what it is and you have a healthy, respectful relationship with it. Mm. You're going to floss. Mm. And you are a lie if you're going to think that you... Listen, I got the (laughs) Rolex. I got the car. We built the house. I got a couple of pairs of shoes with some red bottoms. Right. I got the Gucci belt. I got the Hermes. I did all of that. But you know what? It gets old. But you know what I'm looking forward to now? Like I, I started three years ago setting tithing goals instead of revenue goals. Mm. So we don't set a goal <laughs> to do 10 million in our company. We set a goal to give away a million dollars a year. Wow. Yeah. So in order to give away a million dollars a year, the you company gotta make needs 10 million, 10 million yeah. right? Mm. So for me, it's about 
who can I help? Yeah. I think Patty LaBelle said it best. When you've been blessed, you pass it on. Mm-hmm. Floss first because you're going to do that. Yeah. But then when it gets old, help some other people yeah. along. Mm-hmm. How can you create an environment for those who, where they are, their circumstances, what they live with every single day doesn't make it possible for them to get this on their own. Mm-hmm. Even, even down to a podcast which is free for the listener, but there's a cost for us to shoot it, to edit it, all of the things, right? Like money gives you options and Mm. it gives you choices and it gives you the ability to expand the kingdom. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's all God's. And so if we have an opportunity to do something to make it better, like why wouldn't we? Right. Because it gets old. Like, I mean, Jeremy, you're not trying to build another amazing house like this, are you? I mean, well, maybe, maybe one more. In the future, a little yeah, bit better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the forever home. Right, exactly. That's the one we'll live in forever. Right. But then after that, it's like, who else can I help come up? But yeah. but that but I but I but I feel like I'm at that place now. Yeah. So before there was any speakers academy or anything else, like I was blessed to do this just from speaking before yeah, there was even absolutely. all the other companies, right? And so I I feel like I got to a point where I was like, man, I never thought I'd make this type of money, build this type of wealth. And I was just like I, I was almost like I needed a, a deeper challenge. And God mm-hmm. was just like, okay, yeah, you super blessed. But there's a whole bunch of whole people, people that's that not. Right, yeah. And so now my motivation now is just like, yep, I want to get pop sorted. I want to get mom sorted. I want to get my nephew sorted. I want to help the folks in South Africa. I want to do this. So now it's like, I don't, what fuels me every day is yeah. not something new that I can get or buy myself. I can, I can get whatever I want. That don't move. Now I'm like, I want to move to more millions to, to bless more people. I get moved by writing big checks. So two yeah. years ago, I set the goal that every check I wrote was going to be for $10,000. Mm. And we accomplished that. Then last year, every check I wrote was for $25,000. Yeah, this year, on. every check I write is for $50,000. Yeah, wow. Come on. Like, do you know the lives you can change when you right. hand somebody a check for $50,000? And that is out of my overflow. <laughs> mm. It's yeah. not stopping me from running my business, yeah. wow. living the life I want to yeah. live, funding my nonprofit. Yeah. That is over and above. That is the excess yeah. from operating in the obedience of the call on my life and doing the work at this level That's amazing. so that somebody else could be moved and their situation could be better. That's what excites me. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a funny story. When we had our outreach team years ago, I think I shared this with Mike and Chris in Madison Mission, Huntsville, Alabama. And we was not and the church was like, go bless the people. We're gonna feed them. We're yeah. gonna take care of whatever they need. We have to knock on doors. And I got a list of services that the people in the community need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are all people within two miles of a church. And they came back, like, all right, we just blessed a bunch of people, prayed for a bunch of people. This is what they need. And the church was like, Oh, we ain't we ain't think it's gonna be like that. Like, we ain't got the budget. And I remember my heart, I felt the way. Yeah. And I was like, you got me out here looking crazy. I'm sitting here bragging on God. God going to come through for you and the church is broke. God said, no, nah, son, you broke. Hmm. You the church. Yeah. You mad because the building, the institution ain't got the funds, neither do you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God, I want to get to a point where when somebody says, I can't pay my rent, I don't say, okay, I'm going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. I can pray, okay, my prayer is how big of a check I should write. Right, absolutely. And I thought about that when you said that you went from 10000 25000 now any check I write is 50000 and up. Like, that's a different level. But when we say it's not about me, but it's about what I can do for other people. And it's just money. <laughs> I know somebody just clutched their imaginary pearls when I said that, but mm-hmm. it's just money. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the energy. I can money always energy. create more money. Money right. is around us. It's circulating right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We can always pull down. Right. Like it 
and and it's hard to be the change if you don't have any. Right. Oh. <laughs> they missed it. They missed it. I mean, it. tell me. Like, yeah. the math ain't mathing. You're not, yeah. How right. you going to be the change if you don't have any? That's yeah. Like, how, how and, and especially for me, for those of us who are believers that have influence but don't have results, mm. it's why we can't win more souls. Because it's, because the math ain't mathing. Yeah. That's a yeah. bar. If, if it is true that Christians are the chosen people and they are the keepers and purveyors of the kingdom mm. and they are broke and on every Sunday they are bound on the altar for the same exact issues. Yeah. How good is God? Right. We got to do better. Man. We really have to teach <sighs> people these principles. I believe God is principled and I believe that to experience the abundance that is ours already, we have to operate in the principles. That's and that for me is a big part of Move to Millions. The book, the first part is mastery. That's all the strategy because people think that that's what they need, but it ain't the strategy because you already got one and it ain't, it's clearly right, not working. Right. The second section, operational obedience, is all of what I call the softer side of entrepreneurship. Um, we got confidence in there. We got surrender. We got alignment. We got forgiveness. All of the things that people don't think have anything to do with the growth of their business, their ability to live the life that they want, but the things that really have everything to do with it. And for me, that's the most important part of the book. Like if I can get people to grab hold of those four things, we call that the million dollar winning formula, then their life could change in every way because of their business. Why do we, so, so I got a question. Why do we call it the softer life? Because that sounds harder to me. Like forgiveness sounds harder than me working hard. Yeah, right. That's, that's a good point. Uh, me, me surrendering sounds a lot harder than me working hard. Well, you like, hustling, you like, grinding. Yeah. I, I, I'd much rather grind yeah. than sit there and keep <laughs> forgiving somebody who's broken me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or ha- or aided in that. And that's like, why we call it. That's why I call it the softer side. Okay. Because we, we as a people are conditioned to do the hard. Mm. But what we need to do is become conditioned to do the soft. That's that good. we've made hard. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Crystal so. said that we made hard. We yeah, we hard. we got to that yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. So I I got a question before we before we wrap. I I you've helped me make millions. This is true. <laughs> Say that one more time for the people. Oh yeah, that. she's helped me make millions for sure. Yeah, I'm giving her credit for so. But when I look at your conferences, it looks like. Now, again, you've helped everybody, but I feel like you've been called, in a sense, specifically with with women. And can you talk about your... That's why I had to say, yeah. you have blessed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But I, but I do feel a calling specifically when it comes to women. And so if you can just speak yeah, to your, I don't, your heart. I don't feel a calling just to women. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so I'm very clear. I don't use labels. Like, I don't use men or women. I, I don't even say Christian. I just feel mm-hmm. like at your conferences, the, yeah. the so way I made I that I think that people yeah. gravitate to people who look like them. Okay. I think mm-hmm. I attract go. more women because mm-hmm. I am a woman. Okay. okay. But okay. I do have male clients. Now, they're few oh, and far sure. between. Right, right, right. right. Um, but I think, just like I think, by and large, the, your conference is is men. Mm-hmm. That bring their wives. I mean, there's probably some women who bring their husbands. Our community is about 60 40, 60% male, but yeah. 40% women, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that they gravitate to people who look like them. I am, you know, I am, I am regular. Right. You know, I'm relatable. I'm, I call myself Getwa. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm ghetto, sometimes I'm bougie. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 like, right, right. Any 
Anything is liable to come out of my mouth. I'm real. If you cut me, I believe. I don't stand on a pedestal and look down at the people. And so I think that that is what helps. I think that we're working on expanding our reach to get to get more men to be willing. I think the other thing this just literally just popped in is I think that men, some men, because of the power that I possess, unless they are completely comfortable in their own gift, they will have a challenge learning from me. Hmm. Really? I do believe that. I mm. think I do believe that it literally just popped in and I think it's possible. And I and I've it had experiences mm. where because I, I meet a lot of men who, you know, I know I could grow their business. Like I I'll roll up on like when I rolled up on Jeremy and Tracy, my intent was to give. Mm. I wasn't trying to pitch myself or mm. be, get them to become my client. Be, and I gave them with no expectation. Mm. They said to me, well, you ain't gonna you gonna help us ha- show us how to do this, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we could talk about it. But I just wanted to be a blessing because I was blessed by the experience. Right. Mm. And I've done that in other places and what I get back, no one has ever said it, is I'm not about to let her, Tell like, humbling themselves yeah. to get what it is that they need. Mm, talk mm. about Like, it. I feel like that is a, a real thing that happens with some men. And I think it takes a, a strong man, a soft man, a man who understands that there's something greater than him <laughs> to be willing to get the support that they need regardless of where it comes from. How did yes. how did Jeremy have to humble himself with you? He didn't. Je- Dang you it. Know what I Come love? on, Dr. Poirier. Let me tell you what I Dang love about it. Jeremy Anderson. Right? Let me tell you what I love about you Jeremy. And and I will, I will, and if it's in my power to do, I will do anything for Jeremy mm. because his heart heart mm. is pure. It's pure. Man. I am sure there is ego, yeah. but I haven't experienced it. Yeah. And I cannot say that for a lot of people who are in the marketplace at that level. Yeah. And because he has that heart, mm-hmm. anything, anything, mm. if it's in my path, I give stuff when they don't even ask me yeah. because wow. I'm like, I know his heart and I want him to be the absolute best. Mm-hmm. I want more people to be able to come in and learn about this, this message, this mission, yeah. this mantle, this movement yeah. that ha- he has been gifted with because he has a heart that is open to, to just whatever. Yeah. I will lead when I need to lead, but I don't have a problem following. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that if more men Ooh. were willing to be open to that, I yeah. could help even more of them yeah. make more mm-hmm. millions. I and and I think it goes, thank you for saying that. I think it also goes to the prayers that we pray and the expectations of God. Because I'm always praying, God, what's that next level look like? Yeah. God, put me in the right relationships with the right people. Yeah. Right? Just Because just so somebody's successful, I'm like, I don't know what spirit is behind Listen, that. Make right? sure that that, free, so, that truth is that. Tree is very right. for sure. Yeah. And so when yeah. I saw you show up and I saw your heart and how you just gave us game, for me, I'm just like, I know I got gaps. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just like, I want to be the best. So I can't walk around and say, always grateful, never settle, which I'm about to get tethered on my chest, by the way. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. But I but when I when I'm seeing like always, I'm always saying always grateful, never settle. But I'm like, but this is the opportunity to grow. So I, I know pride comes before the fall. So I'm like, Absolutely. whatever I can learn yeah. from sis, because your life is obviously bearing fruit. And you are someone that I can be in alignment with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it was it was easy. But I love the idea that you like, nah, I'm not just for women, anybody. Because I know Marquel Russell. Any like, man I, who... I know a lot of people, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that you have helped make millions and men. Mm-hmm. But when I look at the conferences, I see it seems like the majority are women, but you said they naturally gravitate they towards naturally. you. And my husband, and you when my husband says, lives. he's like, 
Men don't want to cry. You got tissue boxes on the tables at your conference. <laughs> right, right, right. We not coming to that. That's right, what we always right, say. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. But 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 you are um, a force to be reckoned with. Thank you, man. Mike, Chris, y'all can't see it, but this book. Oh, no, 320 oh, pages. I, I, it's 320. I've already started okay. reading this in my mind. Look, I'm this, ready. This book, I'm, this book, this book, thick. And so, can you tell them where to get the book? Absolutely. How they can connect with you? Yep. And then I'm gonna ask you to speak just some words over um, over our audience. Absolutely. So you can go to move to millionsbook.com okay. and get all the details. We got some bonuses and all of that stuff out there. Um, I believe it will really change your life. And it is the framework. Like if you read the book and we have a page, a website where we give you some extra resources, some checklists and worksheets that go along with what I talk about in the I book. I like that. If you follow the process, you can achieve the result. Mm. Just like that. Just like that. Ooh. Website? Uh, move to millionsbook.com. And your in social media, where can people connect with you? At Darnielle Jervy Harmon everywhere. Just like that. Nice. Just like that. Now, if you can just um, speak a word to the person that's been listening, but they haven't. It's one thing, Doc, for somebody to aspire for more, but not quite sure how to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to that person, right? I, I want you to talk to the person that's not really aspiring for more. And maybe they feel like they don't deserve more or it's not possible for them. Even though they heard you just came from a a crazy background, yeah. can you just speak for a few moments to um to that person? Absolutely. I believe that God will let you live on whatever level you settle for. <sighs> and because God will let you live on whatever level you settle for, my recommendation is that you settle for your next level. <laughs> and so my, my mandate to you is that you, first and foremost, I want you to take some time and I want you to cast a vision. The question I want you to answer is this. If I could live the life that I most desire without any boundaries or hindrances, what would that life look like? And I am giving you permission to just dream in it, mm -hmm. to just like pretend like it's a pool and just do the backstroke in it. Spend as much time as you need getting there and getting clear. And I want you to get as clear as you possibly can. Once you get that all written down, then this is the follow-up question I want you to answer and journal about. What does this look like at 10X? Because hmm. I want you to go higher. That first level is your vantage point. The next level is your vision point. And I believe that God wants you to live on that level, the next level of everything in every orifice of your life. I believe that if you take the time to do this work oh and commit to taking one step a day that moves you closer to that 10X vision, then you will land there. Now, you can shortchange how long it takes you to get there by connecting with people like Jeremy, connecting with me, if that is your sole desire, but just deciding every single day to put one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, you will land at your vision point if you don't stop moving. I believe millions are your birthright. And to access them, you need only move. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what Next Level Living is all about. Doc, we love you, sis. Thank you. Thank you. Will you come back? I will. Okay. I will absolutely come back. <laughs> Look at Marty. This has been another I'm episode of Next Level I can't feel my hands. What is going on? Oh, my God. Praise God. Oh, I was trying to.
to let you get through that? I was like, Lord. She said, God will let you live at whatever level you settle for. Mm. My God. Yes. Dang. So everybody grateful or depressed, God is allowing them to stay in the level that they're settling for. That is correct. You can, man.